Hi, I'm Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and I'm excited about another episode of our podcast. As a reminder, we started this podcast to highlight local stories of faith and sports, and today you're going to hear from Bryce Cherry. Bryce is a sports editor in the newspaper field, and I'm just excited for you to hear um, Bryce's story and just what it's like to live for Christ in the media field. He's the current sports editor for the Waco Tribune, just finished 20 years Lived most of his childhood in Brenham, Texas, which is also the home to my wonderful wife, Sarah. Um, Sarah connected Bryce and I about a year ago, um, just knowing my love for sports and um, Bryce's career in sports writing and also just a strong believer. And um, we just connected and just love to talk sports. So in this episode, you're going to hear a lot of sports talk. We're going to talk a lot about um, sports and what it's like to cover sports, but also Uh, what it's like to live as a Christian in the media world. I think you'll be encouraged. So without further delay, let's jump right into it. Well, thanks for joining me today, Bryce. Yeah, absolutely. Good to be here. You bet. So I think it'd be good to start from the beginning of your story, maybe a little bit about your family. I know um, you've mentioned you moved a few times in your early childhood years before settling down in Brenham um, in late elementary school. So just tell a little bit about your, uh, your family and growing up. Sure. Uh, so my uh, my parents met in college at uh, Bob Jones University. It's a very small Christian school in South Carolina. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they they neither one of them finished college. They got married after I guess two years. And uh, I was born in North Carolina, which is where my dad is from. Uh, we moved probably when I was about one to uh, Wisconsin, which is where my mother grew up, and um, and then to Houston, Texas, in uh, probably when I was about oh four years old, <laughs> and uh, went went my first few years of school in, in Houston, and um, I mean I have memories of, of Wisconsin and of Houston and. Uh, but in fourth grade or right at the start of fourth grade, uh, we moved to Brenham, and um, you know that was that's still where I consider you know my hometown. I'm, yeah. I'm a Houston sports fan in every sport, but uh, but certainly Brenham. Uh, although I can tell you, my brother and I, when we moved from Houston to Brenham, we were not a fan uh, of moving just because you know we were leaving our friends behind and. And all that stuff, but uh, we got to where we, you know, really enjoyed Brenham. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a good time to be a Houston sports fan with the uh, Astros and the Rockets had a had a great year and uh, a lot of good things expected out of the Texans. Yeah, uh, last year was was wonderful for the Astros. Uh, I loved just you know reveling in that. I actually went down for the parade, which was. Let me tell you, if you ever have uh, the idea of, wow, that'd be cool to be, you know, part of the parade or something, be there and watch that, unless you're, like, just really into being pressed upon by large, sweating humans, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not really that, that great of a thing. I mean, I couldn't see anything. Yeah. But I, I didn't make it down for any of – I didn't want to uh, spend the money for the tickets for any of the – you know, World Series games or anything like that. So I didn't make it down for any games last year with the Astros, but I, I, I told myself I'd go down for the parade, and I did. So 
There, yeah. Hey, um, that's one of the things you know when uh, living here in Dallas. I think the last championship would be the Mavericks, and um, I know people same experience. I did not go, but people coworkers took off work and they came back and said, "Glad I did it, but won't ever do it again." Right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's basically how I feel about it. Yeah. So you mentioned um, a little bit about your family. Did you grow up, you know, family of faith? And at what point did you personally decide to accept Jesus as you make him your, your, your Lord and Savior? So, yeah, my, my parents, uh, my parents grew up in Christian homes. Obviously, I grew up in a, a Christian home. Uh, my dad um, is primary job was he was uh he was an engineer a mm-hmm. mechanical engineer but but he um when we were in Brenham he he was a bivocational music minister he oh. was a, he was a music minister at our church uh Calvary Baptist in Brenham and so um yeah I grew up I think I think my mom has told me that you know, the first Sunday after I was born, I was in church. So, uh, grew up in the church, uh, and I, I guess I was probably five or six. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the the year exactly. I'm sure it's documented somewhere. But um, I remember being in Houston, and and we were on our way to church, and uh, I think my dad was already there uh, doing some music minister stuff, and. Um, and um, my mom and my brother and I were, were riding to, to church on a Sunday night, and I remember just asking a whole lot of questions mm. to her, and and realizing, you know, uh, you know, the spirit was moving, and and uh, that I was ready to make a decision. And she ended up just like pulling over on the side of some Houston road. And wow. We, we prayed right there in, in the, the car and. Then uh, I think probably the next opportunity I had to, to be baptized, I was. So, you know, it was uh, it was something that happened at, a, at an early age, which I think you hear that a lot for, for people that grew up in the church. But, yeah. But certainly, I just I just kind of knew I could I still remember it well. Uh, you know that that I was ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll get back to faith later on in the conversation, but I just kind of want to lay, lay the groundwork. We're going to talk some sports here. I mentioned in, in our intro that you're um, a sports editor in the newspaper world. So it, how did you get into in, into the newspaper field? I mean, what made you decide to pursue that, and, and why sports? Well, uh, it's funny. I was talking to my son tonight at dinner, um, and we were talking about, careers and things he's 13 and and you know so he's starting to think about things like that and and um and i told him i said well you know because he was he was saying that he wanted to be a a video game coder <laughs> and uh, and i said well, that's fine I, I told him basically i gave him two pieces of advice i said one um make sure that whatever Field, whatever career you go into, that it's that it's not a job, that you know that it's something that you know you don't dread when you wake up and go to work, you know that day that you know it, it doesn't feel like work. Um, and then two, just be prepared. He's thirteen. I said, be prepared that you know you might change your mind. 
And uh, I think when I was his age, I say all that to say this, when I was his age, I was probably still dreaming of being in the NBA. Mm. <laughs> and uh, so I was a big basketball fan, a big sports fan, and, um, you know, loved, loved to play basketball. But, you know, I'm 5'10", and I'm white, and, you know, I'm a speak shooter, and, you know, uh, and there were other things along the way that I, you know, flirted with, you oh, maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do that. Um, and so anyway, by the time I finished high school, I had it in my mind that, um, you know, I really loved sports. I, I knew stats. I knew the game. Mm-hmm. I, I liked to talk about it. And so I was going to go into sports casting you know ESPN sports center was all the rage in the early 90s oh yeah uh and I was like you know I could see myself doing that so I went off to college at uh Oklahoma Baptist University it was a very small school but I liked I visited there and I liked their uh their telecommunications department and um just through a, a whole lot of things that happened over the next four and a half years of college, um, I, I just realized that God was leading me elsewhere. I, I, I never really liked the technical side of TV. Um, I'm more of a, you know, on-camera guy or, you know, and I just wasn't very good, I think, at, um, at uh, the, you know, the editing and the mm-hmm. behind-the-scenes, you know, technical side of things. Um and there were other things, but and I always, always, in, from like earliest days I can remember, uh, loved to write. And so while I was in college, I, uh, like pretty much from the start, started writing for the, the college paper there at OBU and, and covering sports. I was a sports editor, um, and you know, and it just went from there. And that was that was how it all started. And then, so you graduate college, and your first job is back in Brenham, right, with the uh, Brenham Banner Press? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was kind of a, an interesting deal. Uh, the sports editor at the time, his name was Bruce White. He had been there for, oh, maybe 15 or 16 years, and it just so happened that, you know, right when I was kind of getting out of school, he was transitioning to a, a new role or I should say a new job. Uh, he was going to be the publisher in, in Belleville, Texas, just near Brenham. Mm-hmm. And, and um, so they had an opening. I needed a job. And uh, so, yeah, I, I hooked up at the Banner Press there in Brenham. And, and that was great. It was a great experience for me. I'm still eternally grateful for, for them, you know, giving me my first shot in the business and, um, learned so much. It was a daily paper, even in Brenham. I mean, we were a daily paper, and um, so that's you know you're. And I was essentially, uh, I, I occasionally had other people that helped me, but uh, you know, and I was basically the sports department, and um, so it kept me busy. Well, I tell people all the time. Um, I've been around Brenham for about uh, twenty-two years now, and. You know, there's college sports really close by. There's pro sports close by. But just Brenham alone is really a big sports town. A lot of athletes have come through there. Um, so in your short time there, is there 
you know, an athlete that you covered that kind of sticks out? Well, you know, it's funny, uh, and you mentioned it is it is a, a place where, I mean, obviously you can go a lot of places in Texas where they love their, their sports and, uh, you know, high school, college, whatever it might be. But I, I remember my first column that I ever wrote in Brenham, I think the headline was Welcome to Sports Town. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just was talking about growing up there and, and realizing how much people cared about sports, and so I was going to try to do it justice. Um, as far as an athlete or a team that, um, that stuck out, I mean, even in that short time I was there, I covered a lot of really, you know, big events and oh, yeah. uh, good teams. Uh, at the time, Blinn College was in the midst of winning back-to-back national football championships and they um had michael bishop oh yeah yeah who went on to kansas state and was like i don't know third in heisman voting and um and that team was really really something they they were great but actually the very so i think i started in march of 96 in brenham and um i graduated in december i guess of 95 and um the softball team there at Brenham High School at the time was really, really good and just uh, dominating and ended up winning the state championship that year. And I got to know those girls and, and that team. And that team still kind of special to me just because it was, it was kind of like the first one, mm. you know, I covered there uh, because and they had a lot of, you know, just exciting games, one to nothing. I think the state championship was one to nothing against Midway here in Waco. Oh, wow. Which is where my kids go to school now. Uh, so, you know, it all comes full circle. But, uh, but yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Those were some fun days. And, and you know, you, you made a good point. You can travel all over Texas and even other states and small towns love their sports. But I'm not sure there's many um, like Brenham. I mean, I've been to Little League games, all-star games in Brenham, and it's packed. Oh, so. yeah. We, we, used to, uh, we used to do a special, basically a two-page spread on all the Little League teams in, in, uh, in Brenham. And at, when, it, when all-stars rolled around each summer, we would do pictures on every team and uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it loves it loves all sports, but it's it's very much a baseball town. Absolutely. So, you know, after a couple of years in Brenham, you um, you moved to Waco, Texas, which is where you are now. So you've been with the Waco Tribune for what twenty years? Twenty years. In fact, I'm just a few weeks away. Uh, I think it was July twenty second uh, of ninety six or 98, I should say, um, when I started in Waco. So I'll be celebrating 20 years here in Waco in just a couple weeks. Wow. So <clears throat> Waco is the home of Baylor University. Um, so in 20 years, you've witnessed some definite um, highs and lows <laughs> um, in their sports. I know uh, we moved to Dallas in uh, 2000. Sarah graduated from Baylor in 95, and you know, we would go down to Baylor um, sporting events, especially football, um, in the early 2000s. And, you know, there's some definite lows, but baseball was up. Um, basketball had some ups and downs. So 
Um, during your time, is there, a, you know, a highlight of covering covering Baylor? And I'm not sure if you can or not, but um, everybody, if you're even remotely in tune with sports the last couple of years, has seen Baylor football go from the mountaintop to to a pretty significant fall. We're doing some rebuilding now. I don't know if you can talk about that or share any stories that stick out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, so like you mentioned, there have been plenty of highs, plenty of lows, uh, some really, I would say, epic lows and, and some, some high highs. I mean, honestly, uh, um, you know, I, I I was the beat writer of the Lady Bear basketball team when they went 40-0. and 0. Uh, I've covered Baylor football, you know, uh, when they were terrible, and I covered them when they were winning, you know, Big 12 titles and covered them in the midst of, you know, a, a pretty significant uh, scandal that uh, cost a lot of people their jobs. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's it's been – we've kind of run the gamut. Waco is an interesting place in terms of not just Baylor, but um, – we never we never lack for news. Right, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we've had a lot of big events uh, and and you know tragedies. We don't make light of any of that, but um, things that have happened here that that certainly uh, keep reporters busy. Now, um, as far as um, Baylor, like I said, like you said, Baylor football um, probably the the most. Um, the highest of highs, I would have to say, would be when they were winning Big 12 titles and, and, and certainly just when Robert Griffin was doing his thing. You know, right, absolutely. Here, that was... uh, yeah, when he was here and, and kind of on the way up. I mean, I started covering Robert when he was in high school uh, at Copper's Cove. Uh, at the time, we still we considered Copper's Cove um, – an area school for us. Now we've kind of tightened up some of our coverage area since then, but, um, you know, it's about an hour south from here, you know, uh, maybe a little over an hour, just down by Colleen and Fort Hood. But, um, and I remember, so I remember covering Robert, uh, saw him a lot of times, saw him, uh, run track. I always thought, uh, track was honestly where he even excelled more than football in high school. He, he you know, he was, a hundredth of a second away from setting a national record in the hurdles um, and just blowing guys out of the water. Um, so Robert was just, he was so much fun to cover because he was insanely talented athletically, but from the very first time I ever interviewed him as a freshman in high school, I remember going, this kid's a freshman, you know? Yeah. Uh, he was. He was just had a had a great head on his shoulders he was raised right by his parents and very very well spoken and we used to um on our weekly um interviews that we would do each each week leading up to the whatever game Bayer was playing that week uh, mondays i think were the were the main media days well robert of course you know being the face of the program and the most well spoken of everybody he was, you know, everybody wanted a, an interview with Robert, and so he would make his rounds. He would kind of hit all the TV stations. Uh, he'd do radio interviews. He would usually do some phone interviews. 
her out-of-town media. Um, and then last, uh, he would come to the press reporters. Hmm. We would usually have like a little semicircle, you know, of, of chairs, and he would sit down, and we would sit down with him. And because we were last, we actually got the most time with him, which we loved. And he, he used to call it, or somebody called it, the Shark Tank. Hmm. Uh, and and he he could more than hold his own in the Shark Tank. He was, you know, we were, we were more like the Minnows and he was the Shark. Wow. You know, when you mention Robert Griffin, I just think, you know, I can think of a couple times when we were down in Waco. One time it was a... Um, I think they're practicing for a bowl game. We're passing through, headed down to, to College Station, Brendan, to visit family. And and he's there on one knee in motions for our boys to come over to him. And he just carried on the conversation with him. You know, just, you know, you would never know that he was such the superstar just by the way he treated fans. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's right. I mean, he was very down to earth. He was like a kid, too. I remember him coming one time to interviews. It was Halloween, and, and he came in a in a whole costume get up, you know, with like a, a fake knife. He was like Freddy Krueger, <laughs> <laughs> and he was and he was going around campus and and you know terrorizing people. Not really, but you know, he he was just like a kid at heart. Yeah, absolutely. Any um, you know, maybe something current. Is there any um? highlight that you've covered maybe in the last year just with what's been going on there um and maybe it's not football and there's been a lot of good happening at Baylor is there a highlight maybe over the last couple of years yeah um that's a great question I mean um I think this past year was not one of Baylor's best in terms of just overall athletic success obviously the football team struggled the basketball team uh you know was in the nit men's basketball yeah lady bears have kind of you know looking to clear a hurdle that they haven't cleared in a few years mm-hmm. um i'm I, I cover so we all have various beats that we cover um and um, one of the ones that i've covered for oh almost a decade now i guess is um baylor baseball and of course they've made back-to-back um NCAA tournaments after missing for for three or four years in a row there, and probably the highlight I would say of the last just year or two um, was was just a few weeks back. I mean, a, a month or two ago, Baylor um, at the Big 12 baseball tournament. Uh, it was it was just one of those. I mean, you 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 feel like you've always seen it all, and then something new happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Baylor playing TCU in the Big 12 final and um, hit, hit a lazy fly to center that should have ended the game and won the game for TCU, which would have put them in the NCAA tournament. Um, and uh, guy, you know, gets a late jump on it. I don't know if he lost it in the sun, but it drops in. Uh, and then, to me, the second one, the right field, was even even more. I mean, that one, you went, okay, that's an out. And uh, – and that one, the guy did lose it in the sun, and it, it drops in for a hit. And, I mean, it was just – that was the start of it. And, you know, Baylor made this crazy, insane comeback and won its first Big 12 uh, tournament title. And so that was that was one of those where, uh, 
you just go, okay, if I don't screw this up, this will be quite a story to tell. <laughs> Absolutely. I know uh, Sarah and I immediately, but we had the game on, and, you know, we're cheering in that ninth inning, and when they get the win, and Sarah and I started thinking back to the – Many Memorial Day weekend on Sundays, the big watching the Big 12 championship game and Baylor's in the championship, and time after time it was just a loss, mm-hmm. you know. And so yeah. you couldn't help but think that it was going to happen again this year. Um, but then you know those two fly balls, we're sitting there going, "Oh my gosh, this may really happen." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was just a it was a wild, wild game, and of course they were. The players were giddy, and um, you know, uh, it was it was just quite a scene. I remember interviewing Richie Cunningham after the game, and um, and he couldn't stop smiling. I mean, it was just it was just one of those deals. But it was it was a fun game. Absolutely. So I want to shift back to your faith for a minute. Um, you know, the media is really not known the media career field to be in, you know, a friendly workforce for believers. Um, just media in general, not, not sports, not newspaper, right, just, right. just in general. So, you know, maybe talk about that. And, you know, is it difficult today for you to live, you know, boldly for Christ in the media world? And how do you, how do you handle that? How do you balance that? It's a, it's a great question. And I think, um, I mean, it, it is the perception of the media. And I think it's, it's uh, got that perception because it is fair uh, I, you know, but I think it, it's it's a job in the world, and, you know, right. and uh, um, and I think you could probably go in a lot of industries and mm. a lot of fields and find um, similar. Um, I don't I don't know if I would call it necessarily persecution or just um, you know a, a similar type setup in terms of you're living among people that. Some of some of whom may be believers, but uh, but many others probably aren't. And I, I I'll never forget. So when I interviewed at the trip in '98, um, we had a managing editor here at the time, wonderful lady, love her to death. She was she did a great job, and and she retired a, a couple years after I was here. And um, we were going through the job interview process and. And she was telling me, you know, I was probably asking her questions as well as she asking me. And um, and um, she said something to the effect of, um, well, you know, we're not here doing God's work, but, but you know, we're proud of what we do or so, something like that, basically. And um, and I that, that comment always stuck with me. Um, I, I teach Sunday school as well, and I remember. I think I've used it in Sunday school, uh, but it stuck with me just because I remember thinking, and she didn't really mean much by it, but I remember thinking, "Speak for yourself," basically, yeah. uh, which was, you know, I feel like as Christians, wherever we are called to work or serve or whatever, whatever you're called to do. I mean, you're called to, you know, be the salt and light and, uh, you know, be that that light to the world. And, and I think, um, you know, that's the way I view it. I mean, and there's ways I've tried to do that over the years. Uh, I, you know, uh, as, a, as a sports writer, I mean, one of, 
one of the things I love to do the most is I've always loved to write columns, which are more of, you know, that's an editorial piece, that's mm-hmm. an opinion piece, and so I am able to, you know, to put things in there that, you know, beliefs of mine and, mm-hmm. and, and tell stories of um, things that are important to me. And, you know, I mean, I tell sports stories, but but I still try to, to mix in my faith where I can. Absolutely. Yeah, I know uh, Sarah and I have noticed that, um, you know, we go to the Waco Trib website from time to time and, you know, catch up on Baylor stories and, um you know, we've noticed that in your writing and always appreciated that. And that's one reason, you know, last year Sarah's like, you know, you finally just need to meet Bryce. So, um, you know, just because of the way you, you write and, you know, write unashamed. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. You bet. And I know, I mean, right now it's we're recording this one evening and, and you're at the sports desk now, so I know the job is demanding of your time. And so not only balancing it from living for Christ, but also as a husband and a dad, I mean, how do you balance that as well? Yeah, it's, it's a challenge, uh, no question about it, but it's one of those deals where um, it probably wouldn't work for everyone, but mm. it works for us. Yeah. It's one of those things where, um, yes, I have a really wacky schedule, and I mean, my, I have friends, that relentlessly um, just basically give me heck uh, about, you know, the fact that um, it may be 9 or 10 a.m. and I'm still asleep. But Mm. that's because sports world, you know, we operate on a different schedule, and uh, they're also not at work at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So they love to to pick on me for that, but that's okay. Um, But... So we just we balance it as best we can, and um, I am I do have a busy schedule. My wife has a a full time job, and then um, she also does a, a bakery out of our home on the side. And um, kids are you know involved in yeah. this and that and everything else, you know. And so we're we're go 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 just like everybody else. But we try to. Um, you know, just make time for each other, and um, you know, like tonight, working. Uh, I, I went home and had dinner with my son. My daughter's doing uh, drama practice. She's in the Wizard of Oz, and that's where my wife was. And so, you know, it's it's one of those deals where you just kind of make it work and and uh, enjoy the time that you do spend. It. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, now I have a question maybe from your perspective of covering athletics. Um, we have um, a lot of our listeners are student athletes. Um, and, you know, there's no, I mean, this should debate this in another conversation, but sports is a platform that can be used for good or bad. Um, so what would you say um, to a student athlete that's listening that might need some encouragement to, to use their platform in athletics and, and be bold for Christ? I would say just be open and willing to probably the Spirit's calling. I mean, mm-hmm. not not everybody is going to proclaim uh, their faith in the same way. Right. Um, some may be bolder in terms of speaking up in the locker room or, or, you know, leading a prayer or speaking up in an interview about, you know, what, what Christ and what God has meant in their lives. 
Um, but others, there's other ways to to you know live out your faith and to serve and uh, and just you know um, be fruitful in the spirit. And I think you know that could be just uh, it could be a more quiet way. It could mm. be just be, being a friend, being an encouragement, you know, to somebody else on the team or. Uh, so there's, I, I think it's just it's listening and, and being open and willing to to the spirit's calling and and then you know obviously being ready for those times when he is ready to challenge you and stretch you in ways that may not be comfortable. Yeah, I mean, because if we're you know truly following Christ and listening to the Holy Spirit, I mean, we're going to um, be pushed out of our comfort zone. So that's good. Yeah. Very good. So do you have a favorite scripture um, you'd share, yeah. or, or maybe it's one that, you know, God's drawn you to even recently? Yeah, so uh, my favorite scripture uh, comes from Paul, who I have always uh, called the original sports writer. Hmm. That's good. That's good. <laughs> and uh, it should be no real big surprise that uh, there's a little bit of an athletic tint to these verses, but... I would say my life verses, if you want to call them that, would be Philippians three thirteen through 14, which is, uh, brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have mm. taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Mm. And um, to me... Those verses have always, it's not just the, you know, the I, I joke about the, the sports, you know, analogies in those verses, but what speaks to me most of all, I, my mother would tell me when I was a kid that, it, uh, you know, she would watch me do different things and, and I would, you know, fail and I would just keep plugging, you know, mm. keep doing it, keep getting up and trying whatever it was and and so I think that's sort of ingrained in my DNA that I, I'm not one that I'm probably very stubborn, uh, but I think that, you know, in some ways that can be a good thing. And I certainly, this idea of persevering, you know, I mean, we're, we're not there yet. We're not, you know, I don't consider myself there yet, but you, you press on and, you know, you keep plugging and, and, you know, there is an ultimate prize and an ultimate day where, you know, we'll experience true victory. And so, you know, that's, that's, I, I, I cling to those verses because you're going to face a lot of hard times. But I just, I always look at it like, you know, I'm not there yet, you know, but I'm just going to keep, keep plugging. Absolutely. That's, hey, that's, I think we all could use that reminder, um, especially just take it day by day. None of us have arrived and just, just keep, keep focused and keep, keep plugging. That's good. So the last question I have, we ask most of the folks we have on our podcast, the name of our organization is All In Sports Outreach. And really, um, it's kind of simple how it started. That was the theme of our first ever basketball camp from Colossians 3.17. And we, you know, our whole theme was just, you know, you need to be all in, whether it's your walk with Christ, whether it's as a student, as a, as a husband, as a dad, as a son, as a daughter, whatever. You know, you need to do it all as if you're doing it for the Lord, no matter what you're doing. So, um you know, what would you say to listeners about what it means to be all in in your walk with Christ? Uh, it's it's a great phrase. I mean, I think that 
um, you can you can point to a lot of uh, different verses that just talk about um, you know love the Lord your God with all mm. your heart and all your mind and all your soul and, and um, so I mean to me um, you know if you're gonna go do something whether you know let's let's take it to a sports perspective for a second you know if you're going to you know try to make the team I mean you know. If you if you go halfway and if you if you don't really if you kind of hold back you don't give it your all I mean you, you leave uh, you typically you won't first of all you won't make the team but you you leave feeling sort of empty and and, and feeling like you know I could have done more mm. and so that's why I mean I think you know when when at least when you when you give it your all. Um, and, you know, as Christians, we're not necessarily tasked with uh, the stats or the results. I mean, you know, sometimes sharing, um, you know, we'll never be there to really experience that harvest. Right. Uh, you know, I've, I've, been, I, uh, I've been on the receiving end before of other people's harvest. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, and, absolutely. And where uh, I've been on a, like, at church on the prayer line and somebody's called into the prayer line and, um, and, and ready to make a decision. And of course I hadn't, I never talked to this person before that day and, and, uh, somebody else is water. But, um, so, I mean, all that to say, I just feel like if you're going to do something, don't do it halfway. I mean, um, and so as believers, let's, you know, Let's go out there and live boldly and love boldly and uh, and just, you know, be bold uh, for the gospel. Man, that's good. I appreciate your time. I really do. Yeah, no problem. All right. I appreciate you having me on. You bet. Wow, that was a fun episode for me. I hope you were encouraged by Bryce's story. I hope you followed along and enjoyed just Bryce talking sports and telling stories of different people he's covered, but most of all, just encouraged by his boldness for Christ and in his writings. And if you go look up the Waco Tribune and read Bryce's articles, you'll see his faith intertwined in, in his writing of covering sports. And so I've always been encouraged by him, just very thankful for his willingness to be on the podcast and um, just in, his encouragement from Philippians 3, 13 and 14 that Just stay focused on the prize. None of us have arrived yet. Just every day, listen to the Spirit's calling, stay close to Jesus, and continue pressing forward. So, um, again, I hope you were as encouraged as as I was just by talking to Bryce. Um, And thank you for listening today. Um, And lastly, Um, We love to hear from you. You can stay in touch with us on our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook, type in All In Sports Outreach. You can um, keep up to date with uh, ways to pray for us, opportunities to serve with us, opportunities to give. You can send us a message through Facebook. We love hearing from you. Um, Or also visit our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. You can find out information on our leadership Um, current events, some videos that kind of tell the story of why we do what we do. Um, Just a lot of good information there. And you can contact us um, through our website as well. So again, we love you. We're very thankful that you listened to this and we hope that you were encouraged today to stay focused, 
to be bold, to love God, to love others. Until next time.